rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Boom, ba-dum, bump, 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 boom. There you go. Hello, my name is Tara Devlin. Hi. Why am I singing? Why am I making babbling noises? I don't know. Probably because I was watching Twitler's press conference, and that's kind of the reaction you get. Not only do I have a knot in my stomach, you just got to go bing, bong, bong, bing, bong, bong. Just lose your, your mind or you lose it for good. You have to go into some kind of detached mode. Your brain has to sort of like, I'm not listening. You got to go bing, bong, bing, bong. Just to keep your brain from atrophying as well and or exploding, frankly. Hello, everyone. I'm exhausted. I really am. I'm really tired. So forgive me. I didn't get a lot of sleep last night just because I was busy. Even though I'm in lockdown. I'm a busy little bitch over here. <laughs> I'd like to get out, but I live in Queens and I don't want to die. I don't. I, there's too much work to do. And I certainly don't want to get sick in this effing country because, you know, I'm not rich. I don't want to have to start a GoFundMe page. I know how hard it is to just ask for patrons on the goddamn channel. Who's going to want to go fund me if I'm sick? I don't know. I've asked the conservatives a couple of times to do some GoFundMes to get me the hell out of this country if they'd like, but so far nobody cares that much yet. Maybe one day. That's why we we keep plugging away and you keep telling somebody said, "Oh, uh you tell I, we've had this discussion before, but whatever. Um, you tell truth to power. I, I, it's not that I hate that expression. It's just that who cares? Truth to power. Power has no concern about the truth. What are we doing here? We're not telling truth to power, frankly. I never, whatever. Power could give a shit about the truth. We are here to bust through the propaganda of power. As long as we can still do it. As long as we're, we have the means to, and they don't take away the facilities to, and I mean the internet, the free and, uh, free and open internet. It's not, we know that when they went after the internet with net neutrality, it's not going to change overnight. But these laws were in place, and they need to get back in place when, if ever, we get this country um, into some semblance of sanity yeah i mean I, and i mean semblance because goddamn goddamn uh right-wing democrats are just as bad sometimes i think they're worse but anyway so we're not really we're not speaking truth to power who f power gives a shit about truth they make their own truth we are speaking truth not just to each other, we're hoping to cut through the bullshit of the corporate media. Because this is the liberal media. You are looking at it. I know, I know. It's it. This is it. It's in somebody's living room, for Christ's sakes. There's a cat in the corner. It's a cat behind me asleep. Well, over here. There's another cat in the corner over there. He'll probably be com coming over soon. Well, he's asleep. Good. <laughs> Let's keep him that way. And maybe, 
we get enough patrons, we get enough a bigger platform, so it does make a difference. You know what I mean? We get we are able to cut through the bullshit because you gotta really speak truth not to power, to the powerless. The dupes who think they they got power. How's that? They're even worse. Just the dum dums. And I wonder if I were to travel in time, if I were toiling in the fields in some feudal lord's manner with the rest of the serfs, trying not to die on a daily basis, and, well, as we're doing now, but I wonder if there were serfs at that time, I'm sure there were, that were saying, Oh, it's natural that we're here toiling in the fields and the Lord is up there in the manor taking all the, f- the profits, the fruits of our labor as it has been for time immemorial. Amen. Jesus Christ will eventually come down and balance the scales and in the meantime, we'll await our rewards in heaven. I'm sure there were those kind of people. And I'm sure back then, honestly, I always say I'm kind of glad I was born in this um, period. And although I, I kind of wish I was born in, I don't know, it would have been nice to have been, to have, uh, every, everything sucks. So we're, we got to pick one though. Um, a, especially as a woman, you got to re- think about that. I don't want to, if I was born back then, I'd be burned by the, at the stake. There's no doubt. So born, I guess maybe in the millennial generation, they got a big, not, not, I mean, I, you know why? Here's the thing. Maybe the, maybe the generation after millennials, whoever they will be. I'm not sure if they have a name yet, but what are you doing to Francis? He's got his back to us. How dare? That's so rude. But, um... Because the reason I say that is because the generation after the millennial generation, that's the generation that will have single payer. That's the generation that will have living wages, retirement security. They'll they'll be the new um, the new progressive era generation because there are there's no more progressive generation than the millennials right now. So the millennials are going to have to work their asses to the bone getting this shit back, getting this uh this country I mean if if it all if it all if it all, right? It's always an if. Nothing is guaranteed and it will not it, it doesn't happen because we are good little boys and girls and everything in between and say um, oh, uh, thank you, my lord. Thank you, my lady. Thank you. Yes, I am Generation X. Resist Evolve says whatever. That may, I mean, that sucked too. Generation X. The millennials, I like the millennials because they're progressives. And, you know, I feel bad for them too. I feel bad for me. What am I talking about? I, and I feel bad for... The millennials, only because they've been handed a shit sandwich. So, that's the way it is. They've, um, they don't know, at least I know, in my generation, they're, 
were there people alive, and obviously the people, there are still those alive who had the fruits of the great prosperity. These are probably the most annoying people, these boomers. They were born in the great prosperity. They think that all of their hard work got them the retirement security. No, no, motherfuckers. Okay, boomer. Sorry. It's uh, because government, people, liberals fought, bled, and died to ensure a government works for the people. I mean, not that. And we also had leadership. It was after, I mean, first of all, we know. This, I mean, I, I didn't even think, what was I going to say? I started this show. I didn't even, whatever. It just went off on a tangent. I didn't even reduce, introduce myself. But, yeah, it's, uh, it didn't happen. That didn't even happen overnight. It was, of course, you had the Gilded Age, the the uh, Republican Great Depression, the, well, not in that order, but the Progressive Era, you know what I mean? And then we had leadership, of course, during the the Republican Great Depression. The, if the, the filthy, disgusting Republicans did nothing, as they always do. And it's not just the Republicans, it's conservatives. We should really clarify that. We've had conservative Democrats that suck, too. So... They, thankfully, we had a li- a liberal, democratic, socialist leader called Franklin Roosevelt, who was a traitor to his class. And that's just betrayed his heart. That's the kind of person, that's who he was. And, in fact, not that I'm a scholar, I wish, actually, I could learn more about FDR. And maybe I can take some of this time and do so. Not that I have a lot of it. I really don't, but whatever. Um, I would love to learn more about FDR. I only know what I know from reading some books about him and being very interested in, in his life. And because he changed this country, we are still living in, many people are still living in the, in, they're living above the poverty line. We're, we're because of him, we're living in, his legacy, we always have been living in his legacy, just like we're living in the legacy of Reagan, unfortunately. But, these, but that's because these disgusting, well, they're not disgusting. Some of them are not are normal. The damn boomers thought that they're, I don't know why I said I called them disgusting. They're not disgusting. Some of them are, just like there are some millennials who are disgusting, like Ta- Tommy Lauren. She's effing disgusting. But so, but the uh, some of them they, you know, they thought that they 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 were able to they're able to have their decent middle class life and that they're able to retire and say you know they saved had vacations they had the American dream because they worked hard and people just need to work hard. it's not about working hard anymore. When the system is set up against you, it's the same thing that have not even, I'm talking about white people too, because we all know that the racist, uh, the New Deal had the racist aspects of the New Deal 
that that cut people out merely because they had darker pigments, and that was to get the buy-in of the conservative Democrats in the South. So there's a whole thing. Anyway, whatever. The how uh, I remember recently. This is another tangent, but whatever. It's it's the byproduct of sheltering in place, I guess. But um, when AOC recently said that um, something about, she made mention of the fact that the New Deal, the racist elements of the New Deal, and it, it included things like, for example, how my father, who was a veteran of the Korean War, and his brothers, his, his brothers who were also veterans, were able to get their um, GI Bill. My uncles went to college. My father bought a house. All of these things. He bought a house for my grandmother. That's because my grandmother's house burnt down. That's what happened. Because my grandfather was smoking in bed. All right. Hello. Don't be stupid. Uh, But he was also a drunk. So uh, he was smoking in bed and burned the damn house down. And so they used their GI Bill money and they bought a house for my grandmother and and them too, I guess. But anyway, the point is they uh, that wasn't available for people who happened to be not white. They didn't have the GI Bill in that sense. They couldn't go, they couldn't buy property with their GI Bill, even though they served under the same flag. So when AOC said the the New Deal, uh, just a, and rightly so, mentioned how the there were racist elements of the New Deal. I think well, who is somebody went went off on her AOC racist. I think it was a Democrat too. This is what pissed me off because this is our we don't have um, an institutional memory in this country. And this is how they get away with everything. So she's, so let's see, AOC calls, let's see what happens when I Google this, calls New Deal racist. Because they all like, oh, she says the New Deal was racist. And hello, um, why can't we ever have a mature an intelligent adult conversation about our racist ass history. Of course it's racist. What the hell is that? When when people who happen to have darker pigments, the Americans who served the, under the same flag, who put their asses on the line just like my father did and all and my uncles, weren't able to have the same benefits as the white people, then what the hell is that? That's what racism is. It is institutionalized. It is law. That's why when these effing right-wingers go, oh, reverse racism. It's re- what the hell? There is no reverse racism. Show me a law that says white people, everybody gets uh, this benefit, but except white people because uh, because because we need to whatever please some uh some i don't know you know what i'm saying like tell me show me a law that says white people 
are uh, excluded in some form, then we'll say, oh, okay, that's re- what the hell is reverse racism? It doesn't exist. You could be a bigot. You could be prejudiced. Yeah. You can have stupid feelings and be a lowbrow dum-dum, but racism is, it's, is a thing that, re- that implies power. You stupid right-wingers. And thanks for stopping by, dum-dums, because maybe you'll learn something. But I think you have other plans. Hey, guys, uh, I want to check in on the chat. I know I just busted in on the show tonight. I did not mention, what are a Trump supporter? Somebody, uh, okay. Hello, there's somebody on the Periscope chat. Please come to YouTube if you want to join in the rest of the party. Okay, guys? If you're on Periscope or Twitter. My name is Tara Devlin. We meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And then we are rebroadcast, believe it or not, starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Please give the show a good review on iTunes. If you don't want to give it a good review, then F the fuck off, okay? I don't go to your job and say two stars. You know what I mean? Even though maybe you deserve it. Maybe just because you don't like it. If you don't like it, that's a different story. Go away. There are many, many right-wing dumb-dumb shows going on right now. You can go to Tommy Lauren's channel. She doesn't have to sit there going, please become a patron, please become a patron, please give me a good review. That's because she's peddling the bullshit. She's peddling the, the, she's espousing the propaganda of the power structure. So, just like we were saying, power doesn't give a shit about truth. So they they like a Tommy Lauren. They like somebody like that. Especially, you know, Tommy would be doing a lot better if she was black, too. That's the other thing. They like black conservatives. If I was black, a black conservative, I would be on Fox News. They would put me on on a... I'd be calling in on all the shows, Hannity. That's what they do, right? That's what right-wingers do because they understand they don't have any... Um, as far as their, uh, you know, in, in media, I mean, you know, the, they have nothing in reality to boast about. They know that their their whole agenda is to make people stupid enough to vote for their own demise. So they enlist whoever they can. And especially if you're someone who's not a, in their who's not white in a traditional whatever who votes uh Republican, if you're not a white-ass, dumb-ass racist, if you're a stupid, dumb-ass, I mean, I don't even know, what do you call it, uh, someone who identifies with their oppressor that w- that's looking for that little pat on the head, oh, good little surf, good little pet, good human shield, that's what they want, they want people of color or whatever, or I know some people, I know Daniel on the chat, he's going to, 
He's going to send me a letter now. Do not say people of color. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't get it perfect all the time. I try not to say it. I understand. It's a people of color. What is that? I don't know what to say sometimes. I get it. I understand. But this is what, that's why right-wingers, they, at least we try. You know what I mean? We try to respect others by by just calling them what they want to be called. You know what I mean? Or that's that shows respect. It's like saying hello to people. Hello to people that you pass on the street or hello, whatever, going to a store, you run it, hello, hello. Ignoring them that is says they have no value. They're saying hello, good morning, whatever. That means, yeah, I mean, it's just a show of I recognize you as another creature living in this goddamn blip of time. This godforsaken blip in endless, endless blips of time that we share together that will soon be gone. So we better make the best of it. But, all right, let me see. I want to say hello. I also, okay, let me, let me find you guys. Where the hell are you? Where's my guys, my peoples? I, in the meantime, as I'm finding the peoples, the peoples got the powers. <laughs> peoples are the powers. No, I'm just, now I'm just making a lot of noise come out of my mouth. Um, do me a favor. Uh, please become a patron and whatever. Share the show with your friends. Tell everybody to come hang out with us. I think it's more fun when we have more people. Right? And the community is getting bigger. I can tell. I get the stats. But it's not happening as quick as I would like. Even though, well, isn't that the nature of life? Right? You do it anyway. You show up anyway. You keep going anyway. And I want to thank you. I'm looking, now that I found you on the chat. Oh, my God. You guys are... You're coming in hot with the super chats, and I completely appreciate that. It's it's more than appreciated; it's necessary, and that's what's going to keep the show going. So thank you, Patricia, and Jim, and Mark, and Deborah, and Shannon. You guys, you don't even have to. I just want to say this is above and the beyond the Call of Duty because. Many of you guys are patrons as well, so I appreciate that. That's that's all I can say. You guys are what's keeping the go the show going, and I I I don't want to keep saying appreciate appreciate. I don't know what else to say. I will be here as long as you want me to be here. I mean, not tonight. We're only gonna do two hours because I'm exhausted. But in general, and it's needed. You know what's going out on out there. So let's just get into what we're here to do. I don't know. I was watching Twitter today. And, and in a lot of ways, I, I know, I know, I know. I eviscerate the corporate media a lot. But I feel like it's almost an obligation to do that, frankly. Because who the hell else? What, who is going to... Who is going to um, set, it, set it straight 
And now I'm getting distracted. I see on the chat, Wayne Robinson, come over to YouTube. Okay? If you're out there, Wayne, come to YouTube. He's alone. He's alone. All you guys at Facebook, come to YouTube. Go to youtube.com backslash C backslash RDT Daily Media, and that's where we are. It's like going to the cool, the cool part of town, really. So anyway, all right. I can't get distracted with people chatting out and saying hi and stuff like I, I'm just saying hi. I know Wayne personally. <laughs> so he's also one of our our business uh the little the small little business cabal at our DT Daily. Who knows something about business? I know nothing about business. What do I know? Look at me. I barely know how uh, about how to get out of bed in the morning sometimes, so all right, so tonight I was watching, I don't know why. All right, let me just get into this again. This pisses me off beyond belief, and I believe we have to talk about it, only because you guys should be telling your friends to, and maybe, maybe, somewhere, some, somehow, it will change why the hell does the corporate media play Twitler's press conference every night. He is murdering people. It is, it's, not, it's like being dragged to a Trump rally against your will. Of course, yes, everybody gets a chance. You don't have to watch. But it's on every effing channel. Why are they doing this? What is the purpose? In what effing national interest could they be playing this? What, what is he saying? He's lying. He's touting his Facebook followers. He's calling the media liars. This is what really it started. It got off to a good start today. He um, came right out of the gate with his bullshit, of course. And I, I really, this is one of the things that I noticed in the in in this period that we live in it's like the thing with the bernie bros they don't say what oh bernie bros are so terrible they're terrible they are abusive but we never hear how or why it's all of nothing there's this this non sub non specific charge against anybody and then you're all gonna say oh yes it's terrible it's horrible and it's the same thing that Twitler does constantly uh, about, he says, about fake news today in the, in the press conference. Here's, let me just play this. It's really our sole consideration. We want to save lives. We want as few lives lost as possible. It's therefore critical that certain media outlets stop spreading false rumors and creating fear and even panic what the fuck are you talking about tell us show us this is what i'm talking about guys i cannot handle it and what does the stupid effing media do they go on they keep this camera on him for over an hour why and it goes on from there the rambling the 
blaming, not just calling the media liars. Oh, you got to stop. It's really bad. Here, Public. Let's see. It's just it's incredible. I could bad. name them, but it's the same ones. Always. I could name them. Well, try. Give us a shot here. We can handle it. We're handling a pandemic without you. We can handle what you think is fake news. What are he? What are they saying? That's so bad for our country. They're telling the truth about you. That you suck. That you are unfit to lead a fucking beauty contest on uh, on the Lower East Side of Manhattan or in Hell's Kitchen or in the fucking Jersey Shore. You're unfit to run. Uh, I don't even know. You, I, 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 I don't understand. You're unfit to run a, a, a fake vitamin scam, much less a modern nation, it, especially in the middle of a crisis. Does anybody have any uh, um, question now how it is, it's dangerous to have a con man in the catbird seat of power. How is this happening to us? We continue to allow it. Here's This is what pisses me off, is that I, at a certain point, and I, we've beyond this point, we've been past this point, at a certain point, it becomes about us. It's sort of like in a bad relationship. You're like, at some point, you got to look at yourself. It's not their fault. They're not going to change. They will never change. Um, what's wrong with me? Why am I here? Why am I staying? What is, it's the same situation here. What's wrong with us? Oh, because the fewer people, because, because less people in the country voted for this fucking moron that we have to be dragged through his manias constantly, it's bad enough. We have to weed through the misinformation that he puts out that has already killed people, that already some dum-dums have taken medicine that he said, oh, it's a miracle, miracle drug, this is malaria, malaria drug, spreading the, the misinformation and... The dum-dums who, aren't, who are stupid enough, unfortunately, there's many of us in the country. Obviously, they voted for this, this moron. And, oh, look, uh, this is, isn't this what the president, the so-called president said? Uh, this, it happens to be right here in my cabinet with the label fish medicine. So let me swallow this shit because it prevents the coronavirus. This is what he told people. And he's touting it again in this press conference. Oh, my God. And ones. And I guess they're looking for ratings. I don't know what they're looking for. So bad for our country. So bad. It's not bad that for months this monster downplay and his entire apparatus, his media apparatus of propagandists downplayed this uh, uh, impending crisis. It's as if uh, any president, any FDR, uh, or pick your president, Eisenhower, any one of them, knew of an impending invasion and sat around instead of 
uh, instead of it's like the uh, all over the country, let's say all over the world, let's say there was like a Mon- Mongol invasion happening, and the leader, so-called leader, said nothing and and pretended, oh, it's not happening, it's not happening. Next thing you know, there they come riding over the hill, chopping off your heads. What a what a monster! And unfortunately, today I was speaking with someone I know on Staten Island who is, the, it's actually my neighbor. I grew up next to this person who, when I was a little, little girl, I know this, this person since I'm four years old. She lives in the same house, her and her husband, and I grew up next door from them. They were like my second parents, and when I would run away from home, I would run away to their home. And... <laughs> so anyway, my mother knew where I was. And anyway, um speaking to her, she's in her seventies now. They're both in their seventies. Thankfully they're both still with us. And uh she was saying, you know, they're normal. They hate Twitler. And I'm glad, frankly, but she says that they all over there, all of, over on Staten Island, they're they love him. And she's like, I don't want to get into it with them, or but her husband, Phil, he he uh, gives them something. He gives them what for, but, which I believe is honestly our patriotic duty. When people, it is your patriotic duty to stand up to this de- decrepit, disgusting, dictator envying con man who couldn't negotiate his way out of, uh, you know, uh, not being bankrupt six times, that's for sure. He couldn't negotiate his way into having a successful business his entire life until he played a successful businessman on reality television, I guess. But he's all full of shit there, too. Lying about, oh, he's number one, number one, when we know that that was a lie, too. So, I said to my friend, uh, yeah, thanks. I said, thank your husband for, for keeping up the fight. You got to fight these fuckers. You got to tell them. There has to be some level of, in, what I, in, in my opinion. In fact, he was, she was telling me that he doesn't want to be friends with one of their friends <laughs> because they like Trump. And I agree. I'm like, I couldn't handle it either. I'm the same way. I'm sorry that they have to live surrounded by these idiots who see the consequences of the of the in, ineptitude of Republic, Republican policies, and they continue to vote for it anyway. These are the enemies of the people. You see? It's not the press. It's not people telling the truth. It's the dum-dums. The useful idiots. The ones who... Can, they have the same information we do. But that's why Twitler knows how to devalue the currency of truth. And any good authoritarian does that. That's what dictators do. And in a society, to have a functioning democracy, you have to have a level of community. And you also have to agree on reality. These are necessary pillars of the unwritten rules of democracy, including, well, the, the pillars of democracy we know. 
They are the press. The uh, There's also an educated populace. But that goes along with being informed, being truthfully informed, and not the way that uh, any autocrats takes over. Of course, this is why all autocrats take over the... Um, you know what I mean? The media, that's what they do, first right out of the gate. So in, in Twitler's, in, in the fledgling autocrat phase, they devalue truth. They attack truth and the mechanisms of truth. And, and it always concerns me, you look all over, there are many modern examples of this going on right now, how democracies are turning into uh, autocracies. And these are Twitler's big, they're great friends. President G, president for life. Um, uh, the uh, Erdogan, uh, Duterte, all of these countries where they're, they use the same lingo. He's really educating. Instead of, you know, how the United States making the world safe for democracy, now... Twitler is really giving a master class in authoritarianism to these to the fledgling autocrats instead of giving a master class in democracy as we would once pretend at least publicly to be engaged in right I mean think about what happened all in Ukraine there's a a Ukrainian a new, a new democracy that it's um, the entire government and the culture is uh, awash with corruption, where people pay. Uh, you want the if you want a good food at the at the supermarket, you got to pay the grocer under the table. You got to give extra here. Whatever happens, you someone's always getting paid under the table. And this was was something that people were. They were tired of. They were. T they. Uh, I mean, can you imagine? I would be exhausted from that. I can't haggle. I just want to pay. I want to get out of there. But so it's not even haggling. They. It's just expected. If you want something done, you have to. You have to pay. Uh, basically, bribe people everywhere you go, and that's the um, kind of culture. This the. The, de the democratically elected president was seeking to, to reform in Ukraine, and there was high hopes. So he gets on the phone with, with the, the leader of the free world, so-called, and that leader, so-called, is, is expecting him to basically... Be corrupt. He's telling him, no, we're not playing ball legitimately. I need you not to have an investigation on this so-called corrupt com company. I need you to announce an investigation to give the appearance of corruption because of Joe Biden's son. So here's this guy that's w trying not to be corrupt and our, our our country is corrupting him because we have what else is what can we expect you know you can only expect a bird to fly 
and a fish to swim. You cannot, as my father always said, you cannot expect more than a grunt from a pig. And that's how Twitler has run his entire life. Being a corrupt scumbag, basically. And I don't want to insult scumbags. He's, he is a grifter. And anybody that doesn't realize that is part of the problem. They are the enemies of the people. They are the dupes. These are the, the, uh, the, the good Germans, so to speak. The same mentality. And in order for, as we, all these sayings, in order for evil triumph, the good men and women do nothing. Well, um, being polite, I, I don't feel like being polite anymore. I cannot stand it. I do not stand it. If some, I mean, I was walking down the street in New York City. Not that, I mean, I'm not saying don't do like me. Maybe you guys can have a better, a better way. But I, I don't put up with the shit. I'm telling you. I'm walking down the a Manhattan Street. This is before all of this was happening. And they have... The, the, these bike riders, these petty bikes, where you get on and you pay somebody. Yeah, it's like, you know what I mean? They take you somewhere. Tourists ride them mostly. Ride them around the park. And somebody's pedaling for them. And they're in the back. You know what I mean? There's like a cart. They're being pulled around. Wee! In the friggin' park. Anyway, somebody, one of these petty bike riders, had a flag on his on his bike that said Trump 2020. And, and I was walking down the street. You don't really see that every day here in New York. So I guess he had it on his bike because he, maybe he was by the Trump Tower. It's, it's down there. That's another thing. There's this, uh, in, uh, you know, the Trump effing disgusting bed bug riddled tacky hotels that are, being watched constantly by the police. There's all cinder blocks around them. Like, it's Fort Knox. Like, we got a national treasure in there. You know what I mean? That's how sick this country is. We're expending our energy protecting a, a grifter, a sexual predator, con man, a disco prowler with a fake university and a vitamin scam. You know what I mean? But anyway, so this guy was... Uh, had his flag on his his stupid little petty bike, and I was like, "Get that effing rag off your!" B-. I didn't touch it, of course, but I gave him my opinion, and I feel like, and he didn't say anything. He was just probably he was just a little shocked, and I was like, "What is that? What is that doing on your bike? Get that effing rag off your bike!" and I don't know. I mean, I didn't make a federal case out of it, but I just feel like there's a place for community, the community standards. We want to talk about community standards. We don't take that shit. That's and that I find that offensive. It's like somebody it's like that time I've told you guys I was in the cemetery here, Calvary Cemetery. It's one of the oldest cemeteries in New York. I mean, in the country. What am I talking about? It's a great cemetery. It's amazing. It's so much history, and it's really, um, it's like a walk through history, really. And it makes me, I like going there. I would like riding my bike in there and just walking and 
thinking about life and reading about the people. I sometimes would look look them up and see if they there's anything about them in uh, online or whatever. You know what I mean? And I almost went flying over my handlebars I was riding because it was Veterans Day and they had flags all over the cemetery and different and their Civil War graves. The the cemetery goes back to the 1700s. It's one of the oldest cemeteries, not just the largest. And I think I mentioned that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. And um, I was riding around and out of the corner of my eye, I see a Confederate flag sticking out of the ground. And I, I swear to God, I almost went flying off my bike. I stopped so fast. And I went over there and I saw... And it said this person's name, and it said died at uh, the Battle of Virginia or something. Wait, was it Battle of Virginia? Confederate. And where was it? It was Battle, I can't remember, whatever. It was one of these battles, obviously, duh. There was something, Battle of, it doesn't matter what battle he died in. Um, but I took the goddamn flag and broke it and threw it the goddamn where it goddamn belonged in the garbage. So that pissed me the F off only because that's the, that's a flag of a traitor for Christ's sakes. And I believe, you know, nobody was there. I, I was like, who is this person? Why is he buried here? Probably he might have been a horrible human being who, the, uh, and it happened that Northerners who believed in the in the lost cause volunteered in the, in the South, or maybe he was a transplant from who the hell knows? I don't know what the hell he was doing up here. And but it's also kind of stupid too. Why would the uh, cemetery think? Oh, okay, we're going to go around and put flags on on the graves of soldiers and uh we're going to and put a flag, the traitor's flag on there. Who there are young men dead in that cemetery because of that effing traitor. I don't understand that. And there are other people who uh I think just walking in that cemetery, someone who is not a white person, would be particularly offended. I think everybody should be offended of th- by that, by the flag of of losers and traitors. And but that's how it seeps in. It's not just a matter of opinion. Oh, we have opinions. We can see we can get along with our opinions. You believe this, I believe that. No, honey, that's a traitor. The South rose up in treason that's they they fought this country to keep their human property they rose up against the government that the founders fought a revolution to entrust to us and 500,000 people Americans died so we wouldn't have to put up with that shit but anyway that's a whole other tangent and my point is public shaming. I don't know. There was nobody publicly shamed. Obviously, the guy's dead. He should have been ashamed when he was alive. There was nobody there when I did that. So, But there, it's something to be said about 
what we allow in the community. Why is that even allowed? Why I would I would imagine I don't know how long that flag was sitting there, that Confederate flag. I would do the same thing if I saw a Trump flag. Frankly, that's just as offensive because that's what that means to me. When I see somebody with a MAGA hat, that's another thing. We, I was I mean, <laughs> probably if Bob Kincaid is listening, I don't know. We were riding in New York City. He came up to visit and um, someone was walking down the street with a MAGA hat. And I yelled out the window at him, you know, I was like, you racist, get that hat off your head. And he got a kick out of that. But that's, I feel like that's my patriotic duty. I don't know. Maybe, maybe one day it'll get me in trouble. But I don't care, frankly. I do not care. It's, uh, what does it mean when, as we were saying, the, uh, the only way evil triumphs is when good men and women do nothing. What does that mean? Does that mean you see you see that? You see the flag of losers and traitors, of racists, losers and traitors, and you let it stand? You let it sit there in a cemetery that is filled with actual patriots who fought for their country and died because some scumbags couldn't handle sharing the civilization with people who weren't the, exactly their pigment? and wanted to keep their human property. There's no worse sin on the planet, really. There's no greater disgusting uh, cause. It's not a cause. It's, uh, it's an offense to humanity. All right, let me see. I just saw a couple of super chats. Thank you, Terry. How's it going? That's a cute little avatar thing, or whatever that is, little cartoon. And... Yes, Antonia, thank you. Wow. Mobilized to save lives. Absolutely. All right. I don't know. I was going off on a tangent. Um, yeah, where were we? Where were we? I was saying we have a... Pa- okay, so sum it up. Patriotic duty to call out your Trump and Z neighbors. I don't care. This is what they... What's so annoying is this fake... Um, this fake unity shit. How could you unify with, with people who hate America? Unify? No, honey. You call them out. You say, if you can't get with the program, then, you know, uh, I can't help you. Unity? It's not, that's how these corporate Democrats think, oh, uh, let's be unified by working and getting things done like... Uh, things that tear this country apart, things that turn the United States into the least upwardly mobile country and thus making a Twitler possible. I don't know. So maybe I'm wrong. I don't think so, though. I was wrong once in 1967. And uh... All right. Let me see. Here we go. Uh, here's an, a couple of things happened during this press conference. Many things. It, that's why I'm like, why? What? What is the point? We need. Maybe we need to call the. I don't know. It doesn't matter though, right? They don't care. I was gonna say maybe we need to call up MSNBC or put a complaint. Why? I know. I complain all the time. 
when this happens, I'm like, I'm tweeting at MSNBC. Why are you playing this? What is the point? You're spreading misinformation. You're giving Twitler, um, uh, you're amplifying his platform. I understand why they do it on Fox News. That's their job. They are propagandists. This is the problem. This is why I believe we have to call out these these effing Trump anzies or anywhere. If whether it's your mama, your uncle, your your daddy, your cousin, your your great aunt, you have to. I mean, maybe there's a nice way to say, "I'm sorry, Granny, you're wrong. This guy's a con man, and I got. I'll bring you the receipts." If you want to look at them, if you really want to know, but uh, you're you're in the arms of the devil. Believe me, trust me, everyone. I'm telling you, future generations are not gonna look kindly on Trump Anzies, just like we don't look kindly on the good Germans. Everybody after World War II, they were all running, uh, uh, proclaiming. They weren't, they didn't believe, they weren't Nazis, they weren't in the Nazi party, but they all cheered, not all of them, but that's why Eisenhower had them drag them through the concentration camps to clean up their mess. They, had, they said nothing when their neighbors disappeared in the middle of the night, things like that. It's, I mean, they... They all proclaimed, I wasn't really, oh, I was a good German. But this is how it happens. If we allow this kind of shit to go on, what, what is the ultimate conclusion of this? And it's not just, all right, I'll get into it. Because I was going to say, it's like, it's not just electing corporate Democrats. There, uh, the reason I'm bringing this up, too, is because someone tweeted me earlier and it got me annoyed. Maybe I'll just talk about it since I brought it up. Because I said, so, you know, what's really irritating besides everything else is uh, these right-wing Democrats. Now, all over, everybody knows them from Bernie, whatever. We know the fix is in. They are pushing Biden on us, and I'm really concerned. Okay, I would rather, honestly, if they're going to push a corporate Democrat on us, let, let it be... Governor Cuomo, I don't think I would feel as anxious. I think that he could actually win at this point, especially. I'm not sure if Governor Cuomo wants to do it, but Joe Biden has a lot of problems. He is not the best candidate to go up against Trump. I'm entirely concerned he's going to be Hillary Clinton of 2020. Biden tweets, I'm about to roll out my plan to make the economic recovery work. Tune in now. Of course, whatever. Who cares? No one cares, Joe Biden. No one's enthused, okay? So I tweeted back, stop trickling on us and pretending it's raining. Medicare for all is not just the only solution. It is a patriotic imperative. And someone tweets back, trying to be very nice and polite. I give her credit for that. She says, hi, this isn't helpful right now. Please stop. It irritates me because, oh, yeah, that's the message. Let's not call out the right-wing Democrats like we call out the right-wing Republicans. Just because the Republicans are off-the-chain fascist nut jobs who are unfit to... I need to write more examples, but 
the one that I always go to is unfit to judge a wet t-shirt contest at the Jersey Shore. So uh, just because they're unfit, it doesn't mean we, sh- we don't have an obligation to call out the right wingers who, who are on the, on the Democratic side. They're what got us into this position. I truly believe it. And I'll bring the receipts there, too. So I wrote back to her. She's like, oh, this isn't helpful now. Please stop. So I wrote, yeah, you're right. Let's be good little serfs, take our trickles, die quickly, and not pester our representatives with the actual real-life consequences of their self-serving propping up of the measurably worst for-profit racket that still leaves millions out. Because that's Joe Biden's plan. Even in the middle of a pandemic, he's still peddling this Medicare for all won't save us. It's not saving Italy. It's not saving any other country. It's not, it's not saving Earth because every other goddamn country has health care as a right. Medicare for all is not saving us. It's not about saving. It's not going to stop a pandemic, but there is no person in every other goddamn country that is concerned that if they get the coronavirus, they're going to go bankrupt. And God help you if you have something else. And this is what really irritates me beyond everything else, is that we should be concerned about our fellow Americans if they have the coronavirus or a different illness. What is the difference? Okay, now it's politically advantageous. and uh, Not advantageous. Politically, I guess it is. It's advantageous. It's politically, um, it's, it's the uh, pandemic du jour, right? But every day... Americans are having catastrophic illnesses. Uh-oh, it's 7 o'clock. People are applauding outside. Oh, wonderful. Yay. How about you put it in a paycheck? I don't know if you can hear that. Wee. I understand. Okay, yes, wonderful. Yay. Thank you, healthcare workers. Thank you, first responders. How about we actually thank them by fighting for the policies that we needed generations ago, making that a reality, giving them living wages, retirement security, making it so EMS drivers don't make $16 an hour to start. They actually make a living wage, that they can make a career out of it. Don't we want someone who can make a career out of being an emergency first responder? Don't you want somebody who's been doing it for 20 years coming to your heart attack than someone who's green on the job because everybody maxes out after a couple of years because they can't effing afford to keep a job like that. And the first thing that pays a living wage that comes along, they're out of there. So you constantly have newbies on the job. Does that make any sense? So yeah, okay, I love the outward easy displays, but where's the uh, pedal to the metal here? Let's put the real work in. In my opinion, this is almost like, it's like our women's marches. Okay, let's meet meet you at the women's march, but don't say anything now. Let's not say anything about Joe Biden's health plan that leaves 10 million behind because it's not helpful right now. I mean, yeah, it's great. Wonderful. Don't we feel better about ourselves for having this fucked up society and allowing a Twitler to continue? I don't know. I guess when people, you know, you do something, you feel less powerless. Anyway, back to this that seemed to die down out there. You probably couldn't hear it anyway, but it, it was really loud. 
Okay. So I said, you know, let's be good little serfs and take our trickles, blah, blah, blah. And she wrote, sigh. Yeah, sighing. It's what's, that's what we want. More sighing, less doing something about it. Uh, Nobody is saying that you have to be a serf. Yeah, they're not saying that. I guess I could pull myself up by my bootstraps and marry uh, someone, um, you know, marry a millionaire. But um, when you're living in a country where millions of Americans have Zippo, they have nothing. They can't handle a $400 emergency. So Joe Biden telling people or telling the so-called president how unseemly it is that he's not opening the exchanges so that people, so we're supposed to go on the exchange, on the health exchange and not, uh, and look at the, look at the for-profit health services or health rackets that have $6,000 deductibles. So when you have a, 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 an emergency, you can't use it because you don't have effing $400. Much less a... Pr- oh, well, you'll get a subsidy then. That doesn't take your, pr- your, uh, your deductible. A subsidy? That's another thing. That's how they divide us. It's either you get it or you don't. Like public education so so this person i almost said the b word but she's being nice she's being nice sigh nobody says you have to be a surf nobody says really i know that what are you gonna do though should i come up with a racket like amway or maybe the trump network vitamins but again attacking biden isn't going to rid the nation of trump Please think about that for a minute and stay healthy. Very nice, lady. I appreciate your, your being polite and disagreeable in a not a, a disagreeable manner. You're, you get a good, you get a star. You get a gold star. But are you kidding me? Attacking Biden isn't going to rid the nation of Trump. Honey, if calling out the fact that he's proposing a health racket prop-up plan, so-called health plan, that still leaves 10 million people out in the middle of an effing pandemic is an attack, then we really got to look at ourselves. Then maybe Biden needs to stop peddling a bullshit goddamn health plan that leaves 10 millions out then uh, more, more than we need to stop talking about it. So the idea is let's all, shh, 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 let's stop talking about all of the shit that got us here. This is the problem. This is why we're the United States of serfs and lords, because people are like, shh, 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 take your trickle. Take your trickle. It's getting, it's worse. It's worse than we ever could imagine. We got a Trump in the White House. Yeah, he sucks. We want to get rid of him. That's why you want somebody who can actually go up against him and win. I said it in 2016. And we're not not talking about these blaring, glaring issues that will F us in the end is why 
he's the worst to go up against Twitler. It's unbelievable. I'm so sick of this, um, you know, this whole Democratic, uh, like the Whoopi Goldberg thing. When are you going to drop out? Why are you still in it? Why are you not dropping out? You know what I mean? So who's going to push this country where it needs to be pushed? Who's going to actually make Joe Biden, if he is the nominee, stop pushing bullshit policies that have this country on the ropes? Oh, let's not talk about it. Shush, shush, shush. Because you know what? It's not like the Republicans are following that plan. They're going to be talking about it. It's not like I got the secret and I'm letting it out. Oh, don't say anything and nobody knows. This is history. It's well documented. I didn't get the memo. It's all over the place. It's not like, oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. If we don't talk about it, the Republicans won't know. They won't know that it's that Joe Biden has a laundry list of issues. Why? He can't even meet Twitler squarely and uh, in, in, uh, not just on the field of ideas. What's the difference? Because when it comes down to it, Twitler will take the moral high ground on many issues, whether he is, deserves it or not. We know he's a liar, but the dum-dums believe it. Unbelievable. And that's why we're serfs, ladies and gentlemen, because shush, shush, shush. Don't talk about the fact that the Democratic National Committee is pushing Joe Biden on us because that's the best they can do? That's the best we got? Are you kidding me? They'd be, we'd be better off with Oprah if they wanted, if they hated Bernie that much. But they like his ideas. Obviously, even Joe Biden's up there saying, I'm the most progressive. We know that's bullshit. And in fact, he got uh, pants on fire for that. I've been called the most progressive senator in the Senate. Really? That's news to earth. But if even Joe Biden is saying that, then that's good. He needs to at least give a shit. He needs to try. He needs to at least try and pretend. That's all good. Instead, he's out there still, still in the middle of a pandemic, peddling his shitty policies about, I was just trying to find it. He's on MSNBC. He was uh, asked about Medicare for all again. Where is it? I can't find it. Anyway, yeah, no, he was he was asked on medic uh, about Medicare for all, and uh, yeah, he was like, "Oh no, it hasn't changed my mind." Because he was asked, does this pandemic change your mind about Medicare for all? Oh, he wants to assure us. Just like when that uh, Republican Steve Scalise was shot and he wanted to assure all of his benefactors in the NRA that being shot 
and in the health insurance racket, that being shot didn't didn't uh, change his opinion on uh, on not just on health care at all, because he believes in health care for for I mean for some health care for him, of course, free health care for life for him, but. He needed to assure all of his benefactors. It didn't change his views on guns or, or health care. Don't worry, everybody. I'm still a scumbag. I'm still a greed-centered, I got mine, sucks to be you, scumbag in the country of e pluribus unum, out of many one. I'm still that scum. I'm, I'm still your boy. Same thing with Joe Biden. He still rejects single... Oh, here it is. I found it. Because as you've been seeing, our health care system seems to be crumbling underneath this crisis. There is not enough. There's not enough support for the health care system. There's not enough support for the American people inside of the health care system. Are you now reconsidering your position when it comes to single-payer health care? Single-payer will not solve that at all. The thing that is needed is, for example, we have a whole number of hospitals that are being so stretched, including rural hospitals, they're going to need more financing. That doesn't come from a single-payer system. That comes from the federal government stepping up and dealing with the concerns that they have, the reimbursement that they're going to get, how they're going to be able to move forward, and how they're going to be able to make provide yeah, all the reimbursement. that are needed in their community. Yeah, it's reimbursement, so don't have to worry, you guys. If uh, if you have, if you're lucky enough to have health care, it's about reimbursement. Who gets the reimbursement? You know, because you got to give your vig to the health insurance racket. That's what he's there for. That's why health stocks are going through the roof because he's out there. He's your boy. He's the he's their man on the inside making sure that the measurably worst health system in the world will remain intact. Not that, uh, 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 it's like when Twitler is out there today at the press conference saying that they said, they asked him about voting by mail. And he's, oh, no, no, you, I don't believe in that. And especially now, because you want to go there and you want to be proud as you cast your ballot. No, they want to be able to suppress your votes. They want you to be able to show up and they don't want you to be counted. They want to give you a provisional ballot and not count your vote. And then they also want you to vote into an an unverifiable electronic voting machine. So when worse comes to worse, they can use their their dirty tricks and you know, redshift. It's something called redshift, where, uh, funny enough, it always seems to benefit the conservative, where the tallies or the, the somehow they they find all of these uh, votes that they didn't know they were hidden in the corner of the hard drive or something, and that's what Twitler says this out loud, meaning. He says, and the other thing he said was that if uh, we have vote by mail, he didn't say this at this press conference, but he said, if we have vote by mail, a Republican will never win again, will never win another election. Basically, they know. They admit it. That's how Republicans, quote unquote, win. They They win by receiving fewer votes. They are, they're... That's it. They, that's, we are in the majority. They are the minority. And 
They know it. It's not about democracy. They could give a shit about democracy. They're not trying to build coalitions or reach across the aisle. How come you never hear the Republicans say the same thing that Democrats say? Can you ever imagine a Republican, even in the Republican De- debate, right? Saying, oh yeah, I, you know me, I could get things done. I could reach across the aisle and work with Democrats. You never see that. Please, somebody find that clip. Is, does it exist? Because Republicans, they're never, they're never bending over backwards to say, I can work with Democrats. They're, they say, Mr. President, the proudest thing I ever said was, Mr. President, you will not fill this Supreme Court seat. These people will wipe their ass with the Constitution. They will wipe their ass with the, with the obituaries of every soldier who ever gave their life for democracy. And they will suppress the votes as long as they can, they can have power. They don't give a shit about the Constitution as long as they can manipulate it. Trump was saying today, oh, I love the Constitution. Oh, here, I actually have that clip too. Because they asked him about his filthy, disgusting, inept Republican governors that he loves so much. And there's, these are the ones that are talking about the hoax and, the, and they're giving carve outs to religious institutions to still have their uh their their whatever they have their churches their ceremonies that i don't know if it's called mass i know it's called mass in catholic church but you know they're churching they do their churching they want to do churching together so they're given carve outs but i say go for it Anyway, they uh, asked Twitler about the Republicans who are doing shit jobs, according to anyone with eyes, ears, and a functioning brain and a soul. But he had a, he had a different opinion. But there are still eight governors, all Republicans, who have refused to issue these statewide stay-at-home orders. Your own experts, including Dr. Fauci, have said stay-at-home orders are the most effective way uh, to stop the spread of this virus. So, so why not do everything possible well, in Tennessee Tennessee just right yeah. now yeah. to do that? Uh, we have a thing called the Constitution, which I cherish. Number right. one. Right. Yeah. Number two, those governors, I know every one of them, they're doing a great job. Uh, they're being very, very successful in what they're doing. Really? And as you know, I want the governors to be running things now. In some cases, we'll supersede. But in this case, it's the, not. I think it depends. It depends on the individual state that you're talking about. But they're doing very well, and they're doing a magnificent job in running their states. Well, South Carolina has 1,700 really? cases right now of coronavirus. Uh, Utah has 1,255. I mean, are these not states that you think should have no, those? No, I think they're doing a great job. Well, that's a very small number relative to population. It's larger than some states that do have stay-at-home orders. Okay, that's just, it's up to the. If I saw something wrong, if I saw a really? massive breakout of which that's not, I would come down very hard. But isn't the key in this pandemic getting ahead of those numbers, though? Uh, no, not in that case. But in the case, I know the states you're talking about. By the way, I think you're up to 92% is covered. 92% of the country is covered. And from a constitutional standpoint, they made the difference. They called the shots. Yes, Jeff, go ahead. Just a question about that. All right, bullshit. So we, we know he's full of shit. He's covering the ass of these filthy Republicans who suck. They 
can't govern, and that's not what they're there for. They are there to do what they can to dismantle democracy and make sure the uppity people don't get a seat at the table, and they'll do it by hook or by crook. This is what they're there to do. They're there to entrench oligarchy at any cost. And anybody who votes for them, this is why I can't stand uh, Trump fanzies. You're that stupid. You're that easily manipulated. Your your ignorance, your racism is so easily triggered that you will slit your own throat at their command as long as you think that this these this white devil is in the catbird seat of power and you got something over somebody else. Uh, these people are the enemies of America. They're not, uh, these aren't patriots, especially an asshole like the Georgia governor. He's saying, oh, you're doing a great job. This idiot, Brian Kemp, we, I'm sure you've, you've seen the clip, coming out days ago saying he just found out they didn't know that individuals could be infected with the coronavirus before they ever felt symptoms. He says he just found that out. We have known that for months, and has, it's been common knowledge. And this idiot is, was saying, we just found If I knew about it, how the hell is this effing governor doesn't know about it? Is he too busy Sucking ass on a wine, well, not just a wine cave, in a, on a golf course? I mean, I don't, I don't understand how this Brian Kemp, the Georgia governor, we know that Stacey Abrams would be the governor of Georgia if not for voter suppression and uh, Republican dirty tricks. There's no doubt in my mind. But... So, and in that statement, Twitler was saying, oh, we're, uh, whatever the, the, we're just, he's basically implied again. We're backing up the states. That's what the federal government is supposed to do. Yeah, like when we are attacked by a foreign government, by a foreign country, all the states are supposed to come up with their own defense, and the federal government is just a backstop to this. Unfortunately, this is what's happening. We, we're, li- we're living in uh, it's, it's any autocracy. If this was happening in China, we would say, of course, who's surprised? Or any other autocratic country. But the other day, we saw, I don't know if you saw, you probably did, Jared Kushner appeared from his coffin to join the press conference Whatever, he's in charge of everything. This little weasel, this slumlord, Jared Kushner is nothing but mini Trump. He's less, I, I mean, I guess he's more able to control himself, but he guess, I guess Trump, I don't know. He's really Trump's dream, I suppose, since he gets to sleep with his daughter, but he wishes he was Jared Kushner. But he went out and said that uh, the there's a stockpile, and we know this, there, the federal government stockpile, and Twitler said it again in this press conference, that it's just a backstop to the states 
And in fact, during this press conference, let me actually, I'll just, do I have this clip? I had it. Yeah, oh, here we go. It's our stockpile. The notion of the federal stockpile was it's supposed to be our stockpile. It's not supposed to be state stockpiles that they then use. So we're encouraging the states to make sure that they're assessing the needs. They're getting the data from their local Are you kidding uh, me? local uh, situations and then trying to fill it with the supplies that we've given them. What? He is completely off the fucking hook. That's not true. The, the states are supposed to be stockpiling ventilators. And in fact, in the press conference that the filthy, disgusting corporate media feels the need to put a camera in front of Twitter and let him rip for an hour every goddamn day. He, he said it again. Listen had the chance of getting ventilators and they turned those ventilators down for so they could spend their money on something else and in a way i understand that because who thinks a thing like this it's not it's not a knock if i'm told like perhaps new york you can spend a billion dollars on ventilators and get sixteen thousand or a massive number of ventilators that they've been offered over the years what? or you can build a new bridge or road or something I mean, I understand how that works. I'm not blaming anybody. I'm just saying they, a lot of the states had chances of stockpiling a lot of ventilators. They didn't do it. And I think we're doing a very good job what? in helping them out. Please, Jeff. And so we're and doing a very good job at helping them out. It's like the Nazis invaded and we're doing a very good job of helping Connecticut out because the, they landed in Connecticut or New York. Oh, we're just doing a good job to helping them out. But you got to bid against other countries to get the ventilator. We're doing a good job helping them out. That's when you're not there. That's I mean, it reminds me. Uh, what do you it's like a child who says a child, you're you're doing something. You're cooking dinner. The, a, a four year old child comes in and says, can I help? And what do you do? You give, okay, here, stir this. You know, I, what can they do? They're being helpful. There's a difference between being helpful and being useful. Now you have someone else who knows what they're doing. They say, hey, can I come in? They come in, they cook, they, they cut the potatoes. They, I don't know, I don't know how to cook. Frankly, I don't, I don't, but you know what I mean? There's a difference between being helpful and being, it's like every day, except in this country, we have a giant 73 year old toddler who's saying, I'm being helpful. I'm being useful. Who thinks he's useful? He's doing nothing. And where we all have to entertain it. And not only that, they rewrite. So they come out. And say that the, uh, you know, Kushner comes out and says, oh, this is our stockpile. They should have been stockpiling. What effing state stockpiles ventilators? Okay, we could, br we could build a bridge or have our stockpile ventilators. That's not how it works. And even still, if that's the case, they knew this was coming months ago. They should have been building them then if we had any leadership. That's what you're there for, you scumbag. Not just to go golfing and watch Fox News. But 
it doesn't matter. These people are, they'll have a lot of morons voting for them. So the Department of Health and Human Services edited its website on Friday to read, to describe, uh, to, the, to basically back what Kushner had said. Are you kidding me? They said, the strategic national stockpile's role is to supplement state and local supplies during public health emergencies. Many states have products stockpiled as well. Are you kidding me? That's not what it said the day before. The day before, it said you should all, uh, should you have a situation where in some states FEMA allocates, oh no, that's the wrong one. It said, what did it say? Where is it? The description changed. Where is the description? Is the, okay, on the department's website, it said, is the nation's largest supply of life-saving pharmaceuticals and medical supplies in the for use in a public health emergency. Okay? There you go. And it was changed to the the supplies wait, the national stockpile's role is to supplement state and local supplies during public health emergencies many states have products stockpiled as well what the fuck why would that be on a website anyway you have a website what why wouldn't you just say your this national stockpile's role is to supplement state and local supplies during a public health emergency period end of sentence why would you have to add many states have products stockpiled as well because you're lying. This is where we live. This is nothing but out of a Nazi playbook. If it is, if it talks like a Nazi, acts like a Nazi, sucks like a Nazi, what is it? Is it a dem- Is it a democracy? Is this a functioning democracy? Is it a, a functioning government? What is our role then? What is the corporate media's role? These, these, these monsters. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to say it again. Thank you, Bill Clinton, for deregulating the media. You gave us this shit. Oh, that was one of my, my regrets. Yeah, they always regret it. Have you noticed that? They are, like Joe Biden says, oh, I regret it. Oh, yes, in hindsight. They don't regret it. It just didn't work out politically. Now they have to pretend to regret it. They know what they were doing. If I could figure it out when I was in my undergrad communications classes, I, they knew what was going to happen. They knew that they were kicking. It's like you're walking down the street and somebody comes out and kicks your legs out from under you. You have no choice but to fall to the ground. That's what they did to democracy. The democracy's walking around. But we're not walking, though. We're kind of limping. Democracy was limping along in this country, trying. We got a little too uppity during the great prosperity. We were trying. We were too much uh, thinking we deserved a seat at the table. People were getting too uppity. Blacks wanted a seat at the table. Women, seat at the table. Gays, seat at the table. Oh, no, no, we can't have that. They needed to... Bring us down a couple of pegs. 
Put those people in their place. F the New Deal. And it wasn't just the Republicans, unfortunately. And that's why this country is so stupid. We don't remember shit. And I'm here to remind them. I'm sorry. I know that Democrats want to go like, shush, shush, shush. I'm a Democrat. I consider these fake Democrats. Because Democrats, one of the telltale signs, or at least we should, one of our characteristics we should embrace, is that we have the ability to look at ourselves and say, this is working, that's not working. And if we can't look at ourselves, if, if you have to, when you hold a mirror up to them and they go, shush, 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 that's not helping, then who's in, who's in the wrong then? Is it me holding up the mirror to them? Or is it maybe they need to fix their faces? Maybe Joe Biden needs to um, not peddle a health care plan that is going to kill the American people. How many people are expendable? That's what he's saying. When he comes out with a health care plan that he, he thought this was a great thing, you see. He, he was so proud of it that he actually said, here, here's my health care plan, everybody. It's like somebody taking a shit and going, here, here, look. Look what I did. Um, excuse me, when, wh- when did it become a success to come out and say, oh, here's my health care plan, but 10 million people get shit? They get nothing. Zippo, they get zero, and that's wonderful. Look at me. I'm such a great guy. You're going to want to make me president. I have plans. I got so many plans. I got the greatest plans. My plans, like... I don't know, uh, incarcerating people, making it impossible to declare bankruptcy. All these plans I got. I regret them now, but how many plans he got now that he's going to regret? Because I have a feeling that we're going to regret it. Will he regret it? Will they ever learn these, these corporate Dems? I doubt it. Today, even, uh, I didn't even want to, I don't know. I don't know this guy, Joe Rogan, whatever. He's a podcaster. I don't know him. I, I've never listened to him in my life. He was trending today because he said that he would vote for Twitler over Joe Biden. And people were like, oh, you see, he's the guy that endorsed Bernie. You see? So I don't see... Okay, I don't know this guy. Whatever, I know he's got issues, racism, sexism. He's got a large following. I have no idea. I've never listened to him, like I said. But people, some of these Democrats were saying, oh, you see, this is the guy that endorsed Bernie. And they're, uh, therefore, they, they're trying to say that Bernie voters are going to lose Biden the election again. And it's not, they're not reading it correctly. That's another example that Biden will lose on his own, just like Hillary lost. It's not Bernie. It's, it says, what that says is that Bernie is the most effective candidate to go up against Trump. He actually wins the Republican or the conservative votes that the, the same conservatives, how many times I got to listen to Amy Klobuchar? 
say, I can get Republicans to talk to me, you know, in, in between her hometown homespun anecdotes, how she want, how she can, you know, get Republican votes too. On, but that's they don't go they don't go friggin' apoplectic on that, only on Bernie. But they these uh, Joe Biden says the same thing. I could we could build coalitions. I could reach across the aisle. He's saying he'll he can get these Republicans to vote for him. No, you can't. That's the difference. Except Bernie can get Republicans to vote for him, or at least conservative independents. And that's what we want. We want the independence. Most of the American people consider themselves independents. And I don't see, I, all I see this is as another reason why Bernie is actually the most effective candidate to go up against Trump. But the Democrats are setting it up again. When Biden loses, and I honestly hope that doesn't happen, I really, do, I will vote for him, of course, but... Because, I mean, as much as I hate him, I do. I really don't like him now, honestly. I don't hate him. It's not hate. It's, it's irritation. It's, it's really annoying. It's really just annoying on all levels, especially being attacked by so-called Democrats telling me to shush, shush, shush. But it's, um, it's I, I don't want a repeat of 2016. But there, what will happen is the DLC DNCs will blame Bernie when here we are again telling them, no, we, we could have won. But I hope, honestly, the, I mean, Trump might be able to, uh, it might, he might lose, I hope. I hope he does uh, because the coronavirus, I really hope. But, oh, hi, Tara Jr. Jr. Here he comes. Hello, how you doing? Let me. All right. <laughs> Say hello. Say hello to your fans. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, what else? I looked. I, oh my God! I didn't even take a break. Yes, and Bernie will go out and he will campaign for Biden. What are you doing? But it will never be enough. I know you want to see Tara Jr. Jr. Right? Good boy. <laughs> That's our emotional support cat. So, yeah, I didn't take a break, but the show will end at 8 p.m., guys because I'm exhausted from life I am tired okay more things here uh, we got some more video I wanted to uh oh Dave the dragon fruit says I won't vote for Biden I get it but yeah my my opinion is when you're in a hole stop digging when you're in when you're bleeding you want to stop the bleeding but I mean Biden is I I had it will really be holding my nose and voting for him. But I believe there's many other considerations, including the Supreme Court. I mean, that's what people say. But we'll, a lot of these Democrats want to go, they just want to get back to brunch. They don't want to think about it. They don't want to think that about the 10 million 
who's are, are left out of Biden's health plan. They don't want to think about the broken system that we are we're, we're seeing the consequences of in this pandemic. We don't have paid sick leave. We're the only country, the only modern country. That's it. We it's we stand alone. And the here's the one thing that annoyed me actually. All right, get down. He's make up your mind, Junior. He uh, on MSNBC said not him. It wasn't Biden. I was watching MSNBC. This this is a this was just a throwaway. I happened to catch it here. Lead as mayor and let people know this is how we're going to be seeing each other. And wearing these on the streets is something that will help us all control that spread. And most importantly, when we go to the grocery. All right, let me forward this. Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti leading by example with face masks, encouraging Angelinos to protect grocery workers who are considered essential, of course, during the coronavirus outbreak. All right, did you catch it? It pissed me off. Let me rewind it. Angelinos to protect grocery workers who are considered essential, of course, during the coronavirus outbreak. And only during the coronavirus out- outbreak? They're considered essential, of course, during the coronavirus outbreak. Uh, yeah, really? So that's when, when we are not in the coronavirus outbreak, we can just throw them away again, treat them like shit? Who's essential in this economy? Who is on the... It's not just the front lines. Of course the... The cashiers are on the front lines, but who makes this goddamn bitch go round? It's nobody is asking for CEOs to get the hell out there. What are that? No one's asking for what? I mean, uh, banksters. I mean, come on, they're essential. Do we have any dignity? How much respect do you have for are you, they all say they, oh, even this what happened at seven o'clock? Yay, yay, yay. Wonderful. With face masks, encouraging Angelinos to protect grocery workers who are considered essential, of course, during the coronavirus outbreak. Who are considered essential, of course, during the coronavirus outbreak, but never any other time. So as soon as the coronavirus outbreak is over, they can go back to being paid as shit and being treated like shit and being not even worse, not just treated like shit, forgotten, not considered at all, throwaways. We don't even have to think about them. Who cares? They're just nothing. Who's, who is really essential in this economy, in this life? It's your, it's your, everybody, everybody should be considered essential and be paid accordingly. If we considered our fellow Americans essential and had respect for them, we wouldn't be arguing about sick pay. It would already be there, like every other country. 30 days. Oh, they, they, we have no vacation in this country. It's not mandated. Other countries have vacation mandated. Because what's the meaning of life? 
You know, I was I I spoke about this before because I was watching Morning Joe. That's that scumbags on Morning the Morning Millionaires talking about. Oh, we don't like vacation here here in the United States. We're we're too um, driven. That's what he said. We're driven. Right. Yeah, you're you're damn right we're driven. Like indentured servants. We're driven like borrowed effing mules, you son of a bitch. I'm sure you don't like vacation. He likes vacation well enough. He's always taking them and flying all over the effing place, putting on his Instagram. These scum sucking ivory tower people, they need to uh, they need to really understand. Why? The French had a remedy called the National Razor. And we, you know, it's not just them that needs to understand. We have to understand. The workers, the people like the cashiers. If nothing calls for a union, what the hell does? This time, we should all be unionizing. Enough is enough. They have enough at the top. Nothing is trickling. Don't give me that shit. And all over MSNBC, in the last show we had, I played uh, that Stephanie Rule and that other, Ari Valsia, whatever his name is, talking about, oh, the trickle-down. What about the trickle-down? F you, trickle! Just that statement, the trickle-down, is insulting. Trickle on you. Trickle on this, honey. I'll trickle on you. See how you like it. You like being trickled on? Who the hell likes trickles? You don't like a trickle. You don't go into a, a, a coffee shop and say, give me a trickle. You say, I want a goddamn cup that I can drink out of and enjoy. You don't go to a water park to enjoy the water and say, give me a trickle. I, I just want a trickle. Just trickle on me, you know. Bing, bing, bing. A couple of splashes. Ha, ha, ha. I'm at a water park. No, you want a goddamn deluge. If they, I mean, come on. What about the trickle down? Really? How about I trickle on all of you mother effers? It's about time we trickle on them. They like a trickle? Don't worry, they, they got it all locked up. They got the trickle locked down and they, and they use the lingo. Just using that lingo is giving it legitimacy. What about the trickle down? We, well, oh my God. I hope I live to see the day that that phrase is considered an insult. The insult that it is. Wake up. Wake up, working people. Wake the F up. I'm here. I need an alarm bell on my sound effects. Wake the F up. For real. It's ridiculous. If they say, if anybody has the has the nerve to say what about the trickle down we should all say are you kidding me bitch it should be like one of these you know they any of these words that fall out of fashion because people wake up you know like orientals you know what i mean i had a friend she passed away she was very old and she used to say oriental oh he was an oriental you don't call people orientals oriental is an object but we didn't catch on you know her generation didn't know that she wasn't trying to be mean. She was a very nice person. She just didn't understand. And I said to her, that's not the appropriate language. You correct it. And she understood. But you know what I mean? It, there came a consciousness. We're like, oh, 
that's not right to call people things. Trickle should be another insult. Let's, fly, let's file that into the insult category. You want to insult the, an entire working class? The working class better get a spine and also some dignity and stop begging to be trickled upon. Stop begging for their betters to meet them for a beer and understand who their friends are. That we're in this together, we're either in it together, you goddamn right, or we're not. We don't leave people behind. Everybody, every worker, if, any, if there is a worker in this country that doesn't have a living wage, retirement security, or a sick pay, or decent working conditions, then we're all in danger. Every single one of us. We were all in danger of living a, a of sliding down on that ladder, and when it comes, oh, we're in this. Thing. I keep hearing these effing Morning Joe millionaires and all the you know corporate media millionaires saying, "Oh, we're in this together. Aren't we in this together? What do you know? Then why aren't you? What, then why are you saying things like, what about the trickle down? If we're in it together, then.'" You would understand. That's not an appropriate way to describe reality, much less advocate. I mean, I, I guess in her mind she thought she was being an advocate for the, for the forgotten worker. Are you kidding me? What about the trickle down? How about you slap that word out of your mouth and get a grip and get a clue? Stop hanging out with your bankster friends, Stephanie Roll. Take a, take a trip down, uh, you know, come on over here onto Terror Buster. See how the, re the other half lives. What about the trickle down? I was on the phone with my friend. She was at Deutsche Bank for years, this woman. I was on the phone with my friends at Deutsche Bank, and they were saying how nobody understands this loan you know, all this, the bullshit loan that the, the Congress put together for the banksters. You know, you got to get the banksters. Banksters not worried about a trickle. They're not getting trickled on. They are, they're, they're, they're you know, it's like when you wet a rag and you're like, here's a trickle. Well, you can't even wipe up a freaking stench or stain with that. Ridiculous. I'm sick of it. Stop being so uh, malleable against your oppressors. I'll trickle. Uh, I mean, I'll trickle you on. I mean, really? You want to trickle? I got, a, I got some trickles here. I got me and my ten trickles. Ugh. And that's what needs to happen. I mean, legally and peacefully, metaphorically. When, but when do you get to the point where you're like, what happens is, well, this is why they keep us apart. Because they don't want us to, uh, getting together and, and understanding. And having somebody like me or another upstart saying, hey, that's bullshit. Trickle. What are you talking about, trickle? We deserve a living wage. We are, we're making this bitch go around. What is she talking about? Essential during the coronavirus. We're essential every day. 
all the coronavirus does is highlight that, is shine a light on just how we've been mistreated all these years. Not just years, generations. Enough is enough, is it not? Ask uh, yourself, ask your grandparents, ask your boomer friends. They think that uh, they have... Uh, the, a decent, they had a decent middle class life because some bankster felt like trickling it on them. Or was it that the policies promoted the, a middle class life? Anyway, I want to play one other thing. To, to prove just how useless Republicans are. Bec- and I was thinking about what to call the show and basically... Conservatives are the real health crisis. They always have been. And notice I didn't say Republicans, but it's usually Republicans. The Democrats aren't out there peddling the, they're not saying lies. They're not telling stupid people to uh, don't go out to dinner, like Devin Nunez said. Unreal. I, if only this the only highlight. Let me well. Let me just play this. This was on, um, the Daily Show. They put together a really good montage. I can report the sky is absolutely falling. We are all doomed. The end is near. The apocalypse is imminent, and you're going to all die. Or no, at least that's what one the day. media mob would like you to think. Heroes of the pandemic. You're dead right on this. The coronavirus is, is, is the common cold, folks. The hype of this thing as a pandemic, as the Andromeda strain, as, oh my God, if you get it, you're dead. This is one of those cases where the, the more I learn about coronavirus, the less concerned I am. There's a lot of hyperbole. The national left-wing media playing up fears of the coronavirus. The sky is falling because we have a few dozen cases of coronavirus on a cruise ship. I am far more concerned with stepping on a used heroin needle than I am getting the coronavirus, but maybe. <sighs> That's Tommy Lauren. Where the hell is she hanging out? That's what I thought when I saw this. I am more concerned about stepping on a heroin needle. What's going on in the offices of Fox News? Are they that miserable in there? It's complete addiction is breaking out all over the place she's more concerned about stepping on a heroin needle i'm stepping on a used heroin needle than i am getting the corona- <laughs> in the offices of fox news than i am at getting the coronavirus well please then do us all a favor go out get together with your fellow republicans your fellow fascists and touch your faces Touch your goddamn faces. I want you to reach. I want to touch your own faces. And then when you're done touching your face, reach across and touch Sean Hannity's face. Okay. And then go on to the set of Fox and Friends and touch, touch them all. Touch that Waters asshole. Touch, uh, uh, touch Lou Dobbs. Could you imagine how, how genius that would be? You would own the libs. And ultimately, we would be very happy. But maybe that's just me. It's a virus like the flu. All the talk about coronavirus being so much more deadly doesn't reflect reality. She doesn't seem like 
she has the constitution to survive if she got the coronavirus. It's a it's a lung disease. She could barely take a breath, that lady. I think she's got that smoker's talk. That's a, I mean, she's owned the libs by smoking for 50 years, probably. Ah, it's more deadly than... ...doesn't reflect reality. This virus should... What reality are they living in? I love it. This is honestly a good thing, frankly. I, I, I find this kind of encouraging. Compared to the flu, because at worst, at worst, worst case scenario, it could be the flu. The far more deadly, more lethal threat right now is not the coronavirus. It's the, it's the ordinary old flu. People are dying right now. Nobody has died yet in the United States, as far as we know, from this disease. That's right. And the facts are actually pretty reassuring, but you never know it, watching all this stuff. You want to know how I really feel about the coronavirus? Oh, my God. Get him, coronavirus. If I get it, I'll beat it. I'm not afraid of the coronavirus. If I get it, I'll beat it. I'm not afraid of the coronavirus. I'm afraid of losing a zero on my bank account. The coronavirus. I have my priorities right. If I get it, I'll beat it. I'm not afraid of the coronavirus, and no one else should be that afraid either. It is good. Tell your conservative friends. Don't be afraid. Don't listen to the liberals. Do what you want. Get together. I don't see the problem here. Very, very difficult to contract this virus. It's milder than we thought. The doctor should be that afraid either. It is very, very difficult to contract this virus. It's milder than we thought. The fatality rate is going to drop. So when you hear the context, it's not quite as scary. Oh, I missed that. Did you see that guy on the right? Rick Scott? Who the hell votes for a Rick Scott? Come on. We're not talking about normal, decent human beings. Who looks at Rick Scott, the single biggest criminal um, who's, who is involved in Medicaid fraud, this filthy, greedy Skeletor, and says, yeah, I want this guy to represent me in the halls of power. I mean, come on. This might be God if they believe God is uh, you know, so angry. Like during AIDS, God was attacking gays. And I always said, if that's the case, then, you know, lesbians have a, had a lower rate of AIDS transmission than, or HIV transmission than uh, even heterosexual couples. So I guess lesbians are at the uh, God's most precious creatures in their logic, but don't, don't really, uh, don't pester them with logic or truth or facts. But, I wonder, I always wonder about conservatives. They, they send people like Rick Scott to, to represent them. What does it say about them? Of course, we know what it says. They're not, it's not that they're not that swift. They are, they really are not a, uh, I don't know, I was going to say not nice. I don't know. They're not, something is missing in them. They're something wrong with them, ultimately. Give me 10 minutes with them. I usually can dissect it. A lot of times it's racism. It's as simple as that. They're stupid. They're ignorant. They're, in many, many ways, they're fearful. We know that. But anyway, look at that. But just look at Rick Scott. He's just a vile, soulless, 
ugly on the inside, not even close to human. Next, it's not quite as scary. It's actually the safest time to fly. Everyone I know that's flying right now, terminals are pretty much dead. And oh, then the planes, well, remember back in the day no when you had intended. a seat next to you possibly empty? You could stretch out a little more. It's like that on every flight now. Oh, One of the wonderful, things you can do if then. you're healthy, uh, you and your family, it's a great time to just go out, go to a local restaurant. Yeah. Likely you can get in, <laughs> oh, get in easily. Oh, I hope Devin Nunez takes his own Matt advice. Gates mocked concerns about the spread of the virus by wearing a gas mask on Capitol Hill. When a reporter in the Capitol asked Senator James Inhofe of Oklahoma, 85, what precautions he was taking, he extended his arm with confidence. Want to shake hands? Uh, in our line of work. Uh, you shake hands. I expect uh, the president will continue to do that. I'll continue to do Good. it. We have contained this. We have contained this. I won't say airtight, but pretty close to airtight. It is being contained. And oh, do you not please. think it's being contained? Zero people <laughs> in the United States of America have died from the coronavirus. Zero. This is a flu. This is like a flu. It's going to disappear one day. It's like a miracle. It will disappear. Miracle. I felt it was a pandemic long before it was called a pandemic. I took it very seriously. By the way, this program has always taken the coronavirus seriously. Wow. It's unreal how stupid right-wingers are. They continue to consume Fox News like it's real and allow that, that giant orange con man to drag them around. Like It's just amazing just to... Uh, go on the um, press conference and lambast the media, non-specifically, saying, oh, you're doing very bad for our country. That wasn't bad for the country. So anyway, we already know that people have died because Twitter has advanced his bullshit, and he was doing it again at the press conference, peddling the, um, that... Uh, what did he, is that malaria drug? Of course, it's not tested yet. Whatever. Um, I'm looking at the time. You guys, this one, this went by really fast, even though I'm exhausted. I appreciate you hanging out. We didn't have a break. I want to thank you all for your super chats. If you got any other super chats in you, you can get them in under the wire. Or... You can super chat forever and ever as a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. We need you. We need all the goddamn super chats we can get because we have each other. We don't have the Mercer family. We don't have any billionaire benefactors like right-wingers do. We don't have Fox News. They're not putting me on MSNBC anytime soon. We have to stick together. That's it. We stick together, we win. That is the motto of the show, as is the motto of this country, e pluribus unum, out of many one. Please stay safe and don't listen to me when I... Just, just conservatives. Conservatives can touch each other's faces. You guys, I want you to stay safe. Don't touch your face. Wash your hands, all that stuff. And I would love to see you on the Discord chat. If you can come around and become join us on our Discord community. And also, I want to see you as a patron. So, my name is Tara Diamond. We will do a show during the week. I'm not sure when. It could be, it could be one show. It could be two shows. We do not know. That's how it has to go until we have enough patrons to make a daily show. We got a long way to go. 
So every patron counts, especially now, and it always counts. Yeah, where's the Discord link? Now that I mentioned it. Because they keep changing the goddamn link. Of course it says, there it goes again. Expires in one day. I change it to say expires never, and it constantly expires. I don't understand. I do not understand. Here's the Discord link. I'm putting it in the chat. This should work. All right, guys. I will see you. And Tara Jr. Jr. will see you. Yes. Very soon. My name is Tara Devil, and this is Tara Jr. Jr. See you very soon. We stick together. We win. I almost forgot to. Well, I said it. But I almost forgot to say it again. Have a good night. I'll see you soon.